0: Jared, you ready? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Born ready.
1: We're back. Another episode of the Soccer Dad Pod.
0: What do you say, Jared? How you doing today? Um, I'm doing excellent. I'm always trying to figure out this these jams you got going and I'm trying to get in like ahead of the curb. Um uh, curve. Curve, curve. Head of the curb toosh. Hey.
1: Um ah, Go ahead. Well you tell me you know this one. I, I just stop talking right now. Is it the Beatles? T- yes, it is the Beatles. Okay, I mean <laughs> have you thank is you. It
2: the Beatles <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Oh, Jared. Some days, man, I love you. Um, so we got a new episode today. Got a guest sitting here with us, wondering what he's stumbled into. Uh, he is actually a proud recipient, uh, semi customer number four of our now infamous the SDP hats, um, inspired by a few fellows from Brooklyn that could rap really well.
0: And, and if you would have played them, I would have known them.
1: Yes, but I didn't. I played only the greatest rock and roll band of all time. <laughs> yeah. And you blew it.
0: Oh, no, I think I got it right. I nailed it.
1: You were sweating. No, I came on and you were no. like, oh, my God, I got to guess. I got to guess. I got to guess. Is it the Stones? No. no. I, Did no. you know the song at least?
0: No. Not. I figured that. No,
2: the not. song. Are you from the world?
0: I am. <laughs> I am on this side of the turf, as you say. <laughs> Well,
1: the song today, as usual, you know, I I put a lot of forethought into the music on this show and little into the actual organization of real questions. Um, We have Paperback Writer by The Beatles. Okay. Which was a number one hit, by the way,
0: Jared. Yeah, it sounds like it was. And it sounds like um, he was very young when that song, it was early on in The Beatles history or Uh, no? First third. Okay. Yeah, first third. I mean, come on. You're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. Don't worry.
1: Uh, real quick, let, let's go over a couple of household to dos. Uh, today is uh, game one of STL City's inaugural trip down the U.S. Open Cup road. Uh, we've got Omaha,
0: correct? Yeah, we do. Got we got the Owls of Omaha um, in town. Um, USL, USL. Owls, right? Our friend Jeremy
1: Allenball. Yep, League One. One of his. <clears throat> so uh, real quick then, guess
0: predictions, Tuesday night, beautiful night here in the loo mm I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be too arrogant, but I think we win, and I hope we win comfortably because of the pecking order that um, is in front of us. However, this team did um, knock off some MLS teams last year I in know. their Open Cup run. No, I do So think there are no slouches. Nope. This is going to be
1: a more difficult game than the vast majority of new soccer fans in town yep. uh, are aware of, uh, which is fine. You know, do, do I expect them to win? Yes. Uh, will it be a blowout? Probably not. Um... And uh, let's get this out of the way, and then we're going to introduce our guest. Do you know what city in the history of the Open Cup has won the most cups? Oh, I think I do. I think it's probably STL. You're you're correct. You know who is not the city anywhere near the top of
2: that list?
0: <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure I do know and I think they're I mean, I, I bet you they're happy because this is something that the owner's name or the family's name is on. No, they had to, to deflect
1: to bi- a little yeah, bit. No, no, no. They had to buy their way onto the trophy in order to get great word. Deflect from the reality that they don't actually lift it or have not
0: lifted it as often as St. teams. Right? Are we... Um, what's yeah. the goal count? Is it, is it Trace? Did they, get, did they get one against New England? There are three. <clears throat> three. Three total goals.
1: Yes, and for those of you that are fans of the show that follow us on all the usual suspect channels and we'll, as soon as you hit pause, uh, share this with a friend this episode, uh, we are obviously talking about our friends, dear, dear friends across the state, Kansas City. They are... Flat out pathetic at this point. I mean, legitimately, I think Mary Queen of Peace CYC team could take them.
0: It, it, they would. At least maybe a draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero zero yeah. Three goals.
1: I, it's just, it, it, it's almost getting to the point. I was really, really hoping going into this season and knowing that we wanted to be those turds as it pertain to the rivalry conversation with kansas city it's not fun right now because
0: they are that bad i would hate to be Vermisa's dog (laughs) (laughs) i mean you think that dude is just just you know he's trying to run away oh my goodness yeah he's just cowering all right so paperback
1: writer um rolled it in today's show in honor of our guest who happens to know a thing or two and have skill sets that pertain to writing. Today we have the Mr. Benjamin
2: Hockman. How
1: are you, sir? Oh
2: my gosh, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Sorry, like you, I, I couldn't help myself with jumping in multiple times oh, no, before my introduction. I wasn't
1: going to chastise you for that. I mean, it's a fine because everybody's like, oh, I think I know, and the reality is they're all sitting in their car listening. Sure. And your name is on the screen.
2: Right. I just couldn't. So. I, if I may, I just couldn't believe the, 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 the <laughs> is that the Beatles possibly maybe <laughs> situation.
0: <laughs> journalism is uh, journalism is
2: not dead. Right, right. <laughs> that was investigative journalism. <laughs> that was. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: well, thank you for coming on, man. Really yeah. appreciate it. Um, we know you're busy. Um, you're full swing on all sports right now. Uh, and then we were talking, we'll get into this in a little bit. You've got a special project with Shakespeare Fest here in town. Uh, a little bit of a crossover from that guy in soccer. Um and then, not to mention, you know, you're on a hard stop tonight because you got to get home because you've got a little one at home now. And you're just kind of checking all the boxes of staying busy these days, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And, but I'm,
2: I'm now a dad, so I can hang out with you guys.
1: Well, you got the hat. Yeah. So we, we did a little bit of research, and apparently Facebook said you had a daughter. Yes. And we were like, okay, here we go. We'll give him a hat.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, so, I'm honored. I'm honored. What, what, I just hope what? you don't get sued by uh, Run DMC uh, or the Beatles. Um, well, see, as long
1: as we talk at least every seven seconds over the audio, oh. then we just get a light hand slap from YouTube. <laughs> okay, so we're we're good. Right, and and actually, if they ever do
2: call, well, then that may th- means things are going pretty well. Well, I and and you're getting you'd get the press right. You, you would get the press for. Um, I lived in Denver, and there was this band, and they were like, they were so small. They they were called Elway. Oh, and God. John Elway and his you know lawyers like sent them a cease. These guys were playing like bar mitzvahs. <laughs> you know, like, like, what, were, what? Were, their shows were like, that,
1: like exactly. That happened with uh, down in Nashville recently with uh, Lady Annabellum. Did it? Re- oh, now, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? There was mm-hmm, the old mm-hmm. school um, soul singer down there, Lady A. Yeah, and had been doing it for like forty plus years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I-, I believe longer than two of the band members. I had and, been alive. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then Lady Annabelle sued wow. her for Lady A. I'm like, why? You yeah, know, at, at some point, you cross a line of...
0: Read the room. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, that's... Douche
1: A, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Touche did you catch that earlier? I did, I did. Do, do I you did. know what that's from? Oh, no, I just thought it was clever. Uh, oh, well, we stole it. It's from...
0: The Great. On Hulu. It's a show on Hulu that's two seasons in, third okay. season about to be released. Dark um comedic hilarious nice. um the the main male character in the show is peter the Great's son mm. and he's a complete douche but he is <laughs> hey. a top five character <laughs> of all time really he Who plays is him? Uh, you know? it's okay if you don't uh, know.
1: British guy yeah no no yeah, yeah there, it, some guy sir Lawrence North Olivier South. Uh, well, yeah, maybe uh, his nephew, no,
0: not him. No, <laughs> I think it's Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery, yeah. <laughs> it's his nephew too. They're all related.
1: Awesome though. I love trying new shows. Yeah, check that one out. It's hilarious. So, um, let's let's start
2: at Nicholas your... Holt. Oh, oh yeah, yep. You're probably like, oh, oh Holty. Yep. <laughs> oh Holty, finally got his big break. Let's 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 start with the kind of the the
1: the new the new shiny toy in town uh the new uh interest the new kind of uh uh job focus to a degree your content now you're writing about the team um how has that been uh because obviously looking into your resume and anybody that follows you on twitter and otherwise they know you're a baseball guy they know that you you know are lean into other sports and you have extensive experience in the nba as well Mm. Now you've got the MLS kind of uh, on your plate. How's that going, and what do you think about the team?
0: And and okay. why is their start more exciting than the old Redbirds down oh. there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, talk about deflecting,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you can, They can deflect, deflect, deflect. Um, gosh. I, I just, I love this. I'm so excited about this soccer team. I can't write enough about the soccer team. I'm having so much fun doing it. And there is this energy that you kind of made reference to. And there's almost like different layers of fandom here in town. Uh, you guys, you know, the intricacies of the game, you know what a false nine is, you, things like that. And and then there's fans like, like perhaps my wife or uh, some of my buddies or even myself. I'm kind of in the middle where I'm learning as I go, yeah. um, trying to figure out um, what certain form- formations mean. Who, who certain players are in the league, what have you, learning as I go, but just loving it. It's almost like... Um Follow me in this, like when you start a new. Re- I mean, you're married, but like or, or, I assume you're married. I'm jumping to the conclusion. Maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're not well, married. So far, yeah, yeah. Um, to this day, to the happily. Day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see how the next hour goes. I suppose. <laughs> um, no, uh, when you start a new relationship, I feel like we're all in like a new relationship with yeah. City SC, and we're learning and we're getting excited and or
1: the
0: shiny new car. Yeah. Or or it's a new
2: car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah you you, well, because I think that you know, and we and we touched on it a little bit before we came on the air, where we were joking about um, you know some of our guests are kind of like an encyclopedia versions or editions of st louis soccer and you know we look at this whole uh city experience as truly maybe what you know along the lines of what jared said it really is a shiny new car because we know how to drive it we've been in it for a long time we're familiar with the game played the game all these other things but now this team is you know the whole environment is special but out of the gate is in it kind of insane so as a relative uh you know newcomer to the game you're you're doing the deep dives where do you get your info like who who are you leaning on to get some insight or you know who are you asking questions to or is it just straight up YouTube
2: oh that's 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 great yeah I mean I, I do watch a lot of YouTube Tom Timmerman from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is a buddy of mine mm-hmm. and he uh of course if, or if you didn't know that is our main soccer writer at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch mm-hmm. and he is brilliant he, he is brilliant yeah he, he knows the game really well he's been covering soccer I know since the 90s, possibly even into the 80s, uh, he has been to numerous World Cups. He knows the game well. And every day I'm texting him about something. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm just glad he hasn't blocked my number yet. Speak <laughs> on
0: um, the this organization, and we'll get into your timeline. You know, being spending time in New Orleans, a considerable amount of time around those professional franchises in all sports, Denver, um, some of our um, illustrious American sporting franchises in, in our in our country. Um, what has this ownership group, that stadium, that fan experience, with you being around the block a little bit, mm-hmm.
2: speak to that a little bit? Because it, they've hit a home run to date. No question, it's it's a beautiful thing. And look, if the if the Taylor family was from Baltimore but wanted to buy a soccer team in St. Louis, we'd be excited about. It. But they live here. They yeah. live down the street. You see them at the. My wife sees them at the nail place. You know the the the, the, yep. the Kindle sisters. You know. I mean, they're part of our community. They just happen to have a few more than we do. So what do they do? They love our city. They want to help make our city better. So if that means investing in the Arch grounds, we will do it. If that means investing in Forest Park, they'll do it. If it means spending a gazillion dollars in building a stadium and buying a franchise, hey, we'll do it for our city, St. Louis. That's what they've done. And yeah. it's such a beautiful thing.
1: So let's, let's compare, contrast a little bit because your years in... Denver which wh- when did you go there and when did sure. you leave what what years first
2: yeah m- m- I'll make it quick graduated Mizzou 02 was in New Orleans from 02 until 07 okay and then from 07 to 15 I was in Denver at first I covered the NBA only and then I became a columnist
1: okay so in Denver sticking on this soccer channel here sure yeah uh, MLS team was there uh, with the owner that we all know <laughs> um, Were you close to that team were you aware, you know, were you embedded at all engaged and if so, yes or no uh, Compare and contrast what you're seeing firsthand here with this team to what you saw in Denver
2: Well, it's completely different, right? You got a hands-off owner out there. You've got a team. Uh, that's not a their stadium is in commerce city out outside of downtown denver um it's so it's not an urban setting and uh and they've been a bad team for for many years and i know they pulled off the tie there and yes they've been a good team in the past too they won it all one year famously with connor casey who's from the denver area that was really cool the whole Mm -hmm. thing right uh but yeah you 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 mentioned uh that jared that city has hit a home run i mean there's no question that they have hit a home run, and I think in in Denver they they have like a bloop single. <laughs>
1: that's good reference. Are we are we going to get baseball
0: analogies? Like <laughs> well, we're going to have to because I, I mean that's that's phenomenal. How um, how important is Bernie Mickless to you? Oh my gosh!
2: Uh, so for those that don't know who he is, he was the columnist for the St. Louis Post Dispatch. He start he got. His first column in 1989 he'd been covering the NFL prior to that and I was born in 1980 so just growing up with mm-hmm, the newspaper you're born oh, I perfect. was 79 79 yeah. but I mean just grew up with him I yeah. mean read every top left just about Out, cool right? my whole life yeah I mean he was the guy you, you open the paper you don't even have to open the paper he's on the front of the sports section mm-hmm. and I just thought he had this, this such a cool job, and he nailed it every time. He was like, write what you think about the teams, and we'll put your picture by it. And uh, he did that for, for, for generations. He had a funny way um, to me
0: to—he um, he never came off smug or he never came off arrogant, but he came off matter-of-fact and truthful. A lot of times people didn't like what he said, mm-hmm. but uh, for me, I don't think he ever sugarcoated it it, nor did he not tell the truth.
2: Right, right. No, I mean, that's—I remember— literally... Uh, emailing him on AOL in the 1990s when I was in high school Bernie's got mail yeah he I don't know why he did this but he like for one column like Bernie's bits or whatever the nice section maybe he put his email address it was early in AOL but like I was technologically sound in 1994 and I was like oh I'm gonna take advantage of this and I remember emailing him on there and asking him like uh, what it's like about you know writing a column he's like I always just say what I think you know that's stuck with me all these years and in 2015 he announced he was going to just do radio. I mean, he was, was going to still write, but write for the radio's website. He left the newspaper, and I was in Denver at the time saying, man, they got to get someone good to replace Bernie Miklas. And then I was like, oh, wait, I, I have the same job he has <laughs> in Denver. Maybe I should look
1: into this. A- and you have an affinity towards Provel and T-Ravs and no all those question. other things, right? Growing up in Clayton, it was part of your <laughs> DNA. Exactly. Absolutely. So, So I have a question as it pertains to rolling into the... Uh, the position of riding on a, a new MLS team. Sure. Um, because I was thinking about this coming into the conversation today. From a Cardinal standpoint, if we're going to compare the two, if a new rider comes in um, to the Cardinals, right, you have 100-plus years of history. You have an existing roster. You've got players that are literally part of the fabric, like Ueno, et cetera. Um, that you know are, are St. Louis and now you look at the MLS team City um, That's a hundred percent new. There yeah. is no uh, History for that particular team. There's history in soccer. Here, sure, but down to the players, even the players. Half the players, we can't even enunciate their name. And I'm really sad Zach's not here because he takes care of the enunciation for Jared and I. But I
2: think it's pronounced Klaus. Kla- yeah, Yao. Yeah. It's the first name, that, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. and I don't even know the Brazilian. I just say the big
0: Brazilian.
2: Yeah, that guy.
1: <laughs> what, what's it like, you know, starting out with a team that's literally
2: in the baseball analogy? They're they're in preseason. Sure. You know, I love it because almost every topic I write about it's clearly the first time I've written about it and it might be the first time the readers read about it so I I take pride in in, in sharing the story and telling the story and, and in a way introducing these people like one of my favorite stories of the year was I sat down one on one with Klaus before the season began and I'm like I'm like, this is the equivalent. If we're talking about best player on a team, I know they haven't played a game yet, but I bet he's gonna be pretty good. So this is like sitting down with uh, Goldie, Goldie, yeah, right. It's just me and Goldie shooting the stuff, and and I and I had a great interview with him. And I'm like, I don't know, like, this is this is weird how my brain works. I always remembered um, this is not apples and apples, but um, Michael Jackson did a did an interview with like Diane Sawyer, or Barbara sure. Walters, or, or yeah, yeah. somebody like right before Thriller came out. And I always remember them talking about, like I, I wasn't, you know, and they would they would talk about like, this was him right before it all happened. And yeah. it went from star to mega star. And it was, I and mean, not apples and apples, but I was like, I'm hanging out with Klaus, and I'm like, you know, within a couple of weeks, he's not gonna be able to go anywhere in St. Louis without being recognized, you know, things yeah. like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's gotta be pretty close right now. I mean, oh, absolutely. You, you look at
0: socials in general, like,
1: he, I mean, there's plenty of St. Louisans that see him at Posteria yeah, like, twice a week. I you like know? the
0: story early on, like not even before preseason, as these guys that center of that field, LP, got these guys in here. I like the story of uh, Berkey and his agent being at Amsterdam and that, nobody that was, recognizing him. Yeah, that was me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, was,
0: I went in, I'm standing there, and I'm, and I'm looking –
1: And uh, of course he was watching Dortmund Dortmund was in the Champions League in the fall And you know Amsterdam had I don't know maybe 15-20 people in there And I'm standing there and I look at him And I'm like that's Berkey thinking to myself then in jeff lyle one of the owners was bar- daytime Barton. i walked up and i said hey you know he goes yep that's berkey oh that's cool <laughs> but everybody else in the room is just like you know rooting for i, I think Bayern or whoever was playing them and yeah, I'm like, yeah you're rooting against our goalies team you know <laughs> it's but yeah. it's funny because yeah. those these names are going to be they're going to be household quickly yeah especially because um i wanted to ask you a question uh, just kind of a generic. Uh, St. Louis question as to how we receive teams and how we treat teams specifically based upon performance. Because, you know, your whole life, you're, you know, we've been through it all. The 80s Cardinals, the 90s not so good Cardinals, everything else from a baseball standpoint. We've had the Pronger years and then we had a, a Stanley Cup, you know, late teens. And, you know, and, and for the most part, St. Louisans are loyal to their team, but we're different when they're winning. So, Talk about this out of the gate success of the team and what you're seeing from the fandom and the feedback and how that compares and contrasts to the Cardinals start and even the blues finish yeah.
2: that overlapped both of them. That's a great question. I, I do think about this a lot. And the idea is or I'll put it this way, they're at this present moment the team is six, two and one, correct? Mm-hmm. If they were two six and one there would be very similar excitement, I believe, in our especially time. because of the newness. Primarily, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, SeatGeek would be losing. But the excitement yeah, would be there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean like we, could, we could talk this through. Like, I bet they would still be selling out all the games because sure. it is like the newness and like, oh, I haven't been to a game yet. I got to get down there for a game and see it, new stadium, the whole thing. So I will say if they were 2-6-1, they'd be similarly popular as they are at 6-2-1. But goodness gracious, the way it started, it couldn't have been better, winning the first game, winning the first home game, the whole thing. I mean, it's like this phenomenon locally. And what it does is clearly the soccer heads uh, – would be in regardless, but it's getting people like my wife, if I may, or, or my father. Mm-hmm, uh, they're mm-hmm. they're just a little more interested because the team's good right off the bat, and right. maybe they weren't supposed to be. Now, yeah. as Lutz, of course, they were no. supposed to be, but well, yeah. you uh, you know <laughs> yeah. clearly that the, mean, in
0: that scenario of that two two six and one start, you know, kudos to Seaback and the and the um, the operations guys of the stadium, and the fan experience side of it. If they were two six and one. That stadium would still provide what it's providing of uh, that food, that mm-hmm. music, that just just out of this ballpark, you know, uh, experience. Yeah, we we had uh, last
1: week. I sat down with Jeremy and Aaron, uh, Jeremy Tripp, who's the director of the digital experience. Oh, cool for the team. God, they do such a good job, right? It, yes, and and I had a lot of people leading up to it. They were like, "Ah, uh, did they play? You know, what's the connection to the game?" And I wanted them on because those of us that are soccer fans and those of us that are new soccer fans and everyone that is engaging the team on site, what they are doing is is equally as good as the product on the field because it just is fresh. It's new. And, you know, and, and that leads me into the question that I have for you. Being a new soccer writer and, you know, with so much social content going out there and the success of the team, what's the reaction to the content, to the writing? Um, You know, is it... You know, yay, yes, we agree, or no, you, you know, you, you're you're missing what's really going on. You don't even know what a nine is because obviously St. Louis is a little bit bitter all the time. Yeah. How has the
2: the reaction been to your own media? Mostly positive, I would say. Uh, I and it's fun interacting with the fans, notably on Twitter and uh, MySpace. Uh, no, I'm not on MySpace. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's Truth it's, Social. <laughs> he's got his playlist
1: on ah, Napster. I'm
2: just right, right, right. I I only had seven friends on there. Yeah, the top eight, I was at that extra, <laughs> it was always embarrassing to have that last empty space. Uh, it's been great interacting with the fans, and yeah, I, when I write these columns, though, I, I think a lot about who is going to read this. Is it going to be someone like my dad who knows the minimum amount, or is it going to be someone like yourself who could theoretically like do a pretty good job writing the column yourself because you know the topic so well. Do it. Uh, can't spell. It's okay. <laughs> and he uses crayons, so. <laughs> Maybe together. <laughs> sign, sign language, yeah, can then we, I sign it right. under Um Yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm constantly thinking like, I'm not trying to dumb it down by any means, sure. but like I want to make sure that, that all parties can enjoy the column and, and, and I try to have some fun with it. Um, Whether it's the descriptions of the plays or the players uh, or capturing the fans and the fandom Uh, even this weekend I want to do a story. So Berkey's playing out of his mind. uh, I want to do something about Slobo uh, the late Slobo who when we were growing up was this this celebrity goalie He was God. Yeah, and I was at a game you guys might have seen it too. uh, A fellow was wearing a, a city Jersey but it had Slobo on the back, oh, and wow. I, I got to find this guy because I want to interview him. Uh, so I'll, I'll tweet about it. But the idea is like, I'm not saying they're the same goalie or anything, but it was so much fun with Slobo, and now yep. we've got yep. Berkey with the 12 saves the other night and the whole thing. Uh, maybe comparing the, the the goalie mania. Take so, a Fun stories to write. Well, so Go so ahead.
1: here so here's my question. It's a follow up to that because you mentioned in your answer, um, kind of how you frame what you create, what you write, you know, in anticipation of like you said, your dad reading it. The the column that you wrote the other day that you were super proud of clearly uh, in posting and I would be I would be over the moon myself uh, was post the women's game you wrote that letter to your daughter oh yeah Becky Sauerbrunn. Uh, I read. I read it. It was extremely well written. As a parent, it's like you know, I get it, man. You're pulling at those strings. But talk about the column. And he gets it clearly if you You're, read it. Yeah, for those for those that have uh, not read it, give him a little bit of one on one on the article or on the column and kind yeah. of where you were coming from.
2: That's really nice if you didn't bring it up because it was such an important one for me to write. Becky Cybron from Ladue High, St. Louis native, the whole thing. Uh, she's the captain of the national team, literally the national team. They won the World Cup. Who's the captain? Becky Sauerbrunn, and they're going into another World Cup. She was coming to town. I was like, I want to do something. Big. The Greyhounds' rival. Yeah, no. Believe me, I told him. like this is hard <laughs> for me as a, as a Clayton Greyhound writing this nice piece about a Ladue grad. Uh, but no, she's amazing, and and I'm also and I'm getting political here and got political in the column. But you know, she stands up for things. Black yep. Lives Matter, mm-hmm. trans kids, trans rights, um, of course, women uh, and and pay equity. And you know, I get a lot of crap. Can I spell that? Am I oh, allowed to do no, that? No, we
1: automatically mark every episode <laughs> in C <C-17, so laughs> yep. seventeen. So yep. let it, let it, let is it that rip. like
2: uh, Whenever I hear that, I think of like showgirls. It's it's a <laughs> cinematic. It's a step yeah.
1: below the videos we found in our dad's bottom <laughs> drawers. <laughs>
2: That's what that is. <laughs> so I um, you know, I get a lot of stuff from from people for for putting my opinions out there, but I, I honestly feel like I'm not standing up for an opinion I'm just standing up for like humans and mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. rights you know mm-hmm. other people will see it differently but I'm like here's a chance for me to showcase Becky Sauerbrown who who feels this way feels so strongly and then use it as a way I, of course I, as you mentioned and it was so nice of you to, I wrote it as a letter to my daughter to my daughter who is younger but someday she'll read it and be like dad I think there's a dangling modifier in the third sentence it's quite <laughs> yeah. embarrassing um, no, but, and, 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 but I'm, of course that means other daughters would probably read it in yep. the newspaper parents of course and it was just a chance for me to take a soccer story and make it a, a human
0: story and a St. Louis story as well. Let me ask you this, um, kind of shuffling up here a little bit. That sure. that that that, that um, column was awesome, by the way. I appreciate but it. But down this writing path, so uh, congratulations, you. You wrote in three books. I want to talk about one real quick, sure. um, and and I want you to kind of go into it. I'm going to ask a long question. Just kind of take it all in. Um, my my last name is Bertrand, so I'm my family's from Louisiana. Okay. So you you graduate journalism school. Your first gig is down there in New Orleans, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You're trying to get this big story. Um, you're trying to get be the next, you know, Adam Schefter or whatever it is. By, by you know, maybe that's a bad uh, um, comparison. Yeah. So you get the task of after Katrina comes in, which I want you to speak on that because a big part of the story. You follow the Tulane football team, yeah. and you write a book about it. Um, professional writing, relationships, um, h- how impactful was that from a human aspect, yeah. doing that and following that season and, and 11 games and 11 different stadiums and yeah. the the relationships you built? I mean, that had to be like a... Yeah. A powerful so early in your career, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I grew just, up
2: fast. I grew up fast yeah. as a writer doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's become almost a cliche, but people talk about the ten thousand hours. Well, at a, at a young age, I think I was twenty five. Uh, I'm writing a book, which is so many so many hours. You know, so you see where I'm going with this. I, yeah. I just I feel like I accelerated my my process and my progress as a writer, and I just love to tell stories in any regard and here was such a powerful one here was a football team of Louisiana kids many kids who were whose houses were just ruined gone by this hurricane they spent the season away from their families and even though they're big tough strong football players they're still 19 year old impressionable teenagers who are going through a a bunch of stuff mentally and I and I had the privilege of, of capturing their story, telling their story, and, uh, and and making it into a book that I think my mom and my sister read. <laughs> I think
0: I, I'm not a book reader. Uh, my wife will be laughing and rolling her eyes. She's a huge book reader. I, I want to read that one because oh, okay. of, of how um, – what those relationships were like i mean these guys were living in a in a in a dorm room in a dorm building that was basically abandoned yeah, yeah. and and i mean i'm sure they didn't have plumbing right they probably didn't have hot water it was and and this is so, all around a sports team and you're tasked to follow them i mean yeah. that had to be just out of this world,
2: yeah. emotional. It was very every day. And, and, and luckily, my home wasn't affected by the hurricane, but I myself was a New Orleanian, too, so I, I was kind of going through it as well and could relate to them as well. So, yeah, um, so many stories, uh, touching, poignant stories came out of Hurricane Katrina, and I was uh, fortunate to tell one of them.
1: So, so let me ask you this. Um, you, going through that process and being obviously a mega sports fan in general, because otherwise you wouldn't write about it, right? Sure. From from a a, from a story standpoint, do do sports movies that are similar? Do are you like? Do you put them on repeat? Like uh, we are Marshall and sure, uh, remember the time. All these other that have moments in time, their history specific, all of that. Do do you you ever think about like writing and and imagine like one of your uh, books? making it to the big screen and are there any of those movies that have ever inspired you beyond just yeah. watching it and trying to write about it
2: man these are great questions guys um i mean the movie hoosiers touched me so much as as a kid my dad was my basketball coach and and i just love that movie so much and i've seen it you know 73 times and hum, hum who, the, and count wins. <laughs> <laughs> and um gosh i just love it so much i have a hickory t-shirt and I uh, that I think that movie is kind of stuck with me, and I think about telling stories. and I'm like, all right. I have the privilege to tell stories. And I'm not, I'm not always going to get the smallest team in the state beating the best, biggest team and the biggest best team for the state championship sure. as a story to tell. But the idea of, like, Benjamin, find these stories. And, and I, I, love, I love that challenge. And I love the opportunity to tell stories like that. And Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're doing this, I, I guess another book I wrote could theoretically, has, has script written all over it. It's just going to take a guy to actually write the script. But I, I wrote... <laughs> The story of David Freeze in the 2011. Oh, uh,
0: let's go! I'd yeah, th- I, 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 yeah, I can't write script, but I will. Jared um, already bought it. <laughs> yeah. not even out, man, he's, he's just, in the theaters now to see this movie <laughs> yeah. that we're going to. Well, let me echo home to live stream it. Speak on this a little bit because I just like I, I'm enamored with um, other careers that I'm not involved in, like whether it's farming or you know, restauranting or sure. or writing. So you're this new guy. You have this. You're in New Orleans. At that time, in that era, you're arguably in one of the top sporting cities in our country. I mean, during that era, before Katrina and yeah. shortly thereafter, I mean, we're playing Super Bowls in New Orleans, we're playing men's and women's Final Fours in New Orleans, so we, we have really good golf tournaments in New Orleans every year, so you are, you are actually in the city as a 20-something-year-old, fresh out of college, yeah. experiencing these events, I mean, talk about that! I sure. mean, way to get thrown to the wolves.
2: No, I mean, I was again. I keep saying the word fortunate, but I'm totally fortunate. I work hard in my my job, but th- some of these opportunities that I've gotten have just been mind blowing. And 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 the other the, the part of this was, I showed up in New Orleans in 2002. So did the Charlotte Hornets. They moved to New Orleans. Uh, the original Charlotte Hornets moved there. And how cool was this? Our sports editor was like, he would let me just like help out. Like we had we had a Tom Timmerman guy mm-hmm. covering the Hornets, but he's like, yeah, if you want to go. And help him out on game nights, and do some interviews, and work on your own stories. Go for it. And this was back in the day in 2002, where writers would literally sit courtside. Uh, now they have them kind of higher up in press box. I'm 20 years old. My buddies are still at the New House drinking, you know, canned beer, and I'm watching Shaq and Kobe. From and Jamal
0: Mashburn's jumping over people. <laughs>
2: yeah, Jamal. Good reference. Jamal Mashburn, uh, Baron Davis. Yeah. Um. And, and I'll never forget. You know, the Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan. I I, I, yeah. I was 20 years old interviewing Michael Jordan. Wow. Um. And you know, your just, idol, your sports idol, yeah, probably at that point. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just ridiculous. It was it was it was a pinch yourself situation. The whole, but it was just cool that I could I could have that opportunity. And I grew as a writer by going to every game and talking to the other writers and things like that.
1: Well. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, man. That's I, I, I love these stories. I know Jared's in because Jared's a massive basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to roll out here with a little uh, – do you know the artist? Come on, Jared.
0: It's quiz uh, Jared Day. Uh,
1: man, I don't know. Wait, is this Come the Beatles, guys? too? No, this is – is this track? Yeah, this is the B-side No, this is definitely not
0: – Chuck Berry, <laughs>
2: but it's it's if, if you will, it's New Orleans is Chuck Berry, right? It's Fats Domino, correct?
0: It is Fats Domino.
1: Yeah, yeah. just look
0: at you guys and your music knowledge. True, true
1: story, though, because uh, you know all my kids are into music too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, number three, my little nine-year-old, right? He's 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 the one that keeps up with the big brothers. This is literally his pump-up song yes. before a soccer game. All right, he chose it on his own. And all four of us are like, "You're weird, dude." <laughs> so we're gonna walk out to a Little Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck Berry here. See what you did to me. This is a fast Chuck Berry. That's on me. <laughs> I thought you were gonna
0: say Max's warm-up song was uh, no. "My
1: Dingling by Chuck Berry. No, it, it's uh, it's definitely this one and uh, <laughs> TNT. So we're gonna get a refill. We're down here, uh, well spent with Ben Hockman. Uh, stick around. Talk to you soon.
0: Here's your layup, Jared. Did you play this in honor of me? I did. This Only is, for you. This is your pump-up song. Yes. Totally. Yes. This is what happens when we got a babysitter. This song just comes on. <laughs> babysitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you play to yourself when you walk into your backyard. Yeah. Yep. You,
1: and your neighbors. Yep. Like, yep. all go inside with one sock on, no shirt. That's that's uh, Chili Pepper style. There yep. you go. See, you like that.
0: It is good though. This is a good one. Good beat. Do you know who it is? I think it's JT. You think it is? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's JT. All right. Which, and uh, uh, you know, by all accounts, is a, a good reason why uh, Mr. Stapleton is having the success he has qua- cross genres. Uh, stop yourself.
1: I will mute your mic in <laughs> less than a second if you go there. <laughs> Are you are you familiar with what he's trying to allude to?
2: I, I assume it's Chris Stapleton, but I, I don't know. It, tell me more, or, um, or don't tell me more. No. Chris Stapleton, uh, by all accounts, Chris Stapleton
0: owes every all of his success um, due to <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Really?
1: And that's why we love you, Jared.
0: <laughs> you know, there there are GoFundMe. It's fun- not that he can't sing the no, phone
1: book. No, no, no. That's why GoFundMe's exist for people like you. <laughs> all right. We're back at it now that we've hit that speed bump. Um, so let, let's let's talk a little bit of your. Uh, I'm going to assume it's your first passion, uh, and that is baseball. Sure. Um, I
2: mean, by default, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Sure. Um, what's? It, I'm just going to ask you point play, simple question because you probably get asked this all the time. Uh, what's it like writing for the Cardinals? You know, is it uh, is it a chore? Is it a, is it fun? Do you wake up, can't wait to write about the birds. You know, what's What's the daily bird sure. riding like?
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing. I was in Denver, and I had a columnist job, and I was going to Coors Field a bunch. I'm at a major league stadium. There's the big leaguers. I'm on the field, the whole thing, but it wasn't my team. It wasn't my town, and the readers weren't people like me. They, weren't, they didn't grow up yeah. in St. Louis. They didn't grow up with that experience that I did, and that's what's so much fun about writing about the Cardinals so much is that people that are reading the story – grew up in the same way I did or or as my dad did or, or what have you they they had the connection to the franchise and they understand that they are a huge part of this ride that is the Cardinals' season every year yeah. and um yeah when I, it's hard work of course and because you think about it like I want to write something that after you've read it, you're like, Ooh, he made me think, or Ooh, that was well-written or Ooh, I haven't uh, thought about it in that context. And, and there's so many writers out there. I got to step up my game and radio and podcasts and everything. I got to, I got to find, yeah. find
1: all, the, all those podcast hacks.
2: Come on, come yeah. on. No, I mean, that's <laughs> the reality. There's so yeah, much no, content. Right. There's so much content. So yeah, absolutely. I have to challenge myself, but goodness gracious. I mean, literally standing on the field in front of the dugout for my job. I mean, I work hard. Don't get me wrong, but I'm standing there. like, Wow! I cannot believe I'm here.
1: So, so have you had the privilege of actually traveling a lot uh, to the other locations, the other uh, stadiums for work? Um, how many? How many? ballparks have you been to
2: well that that's a funny thing as a columnist i don't go to many of the road games because um the beat writer will do that and i kind of just pick my spots but i have been to probably half of the major league stadiums in in my life and uh, i will say that besides bush dodger stadium is my favorite i just think it's have you been to the san francisco one i have yeah it's cold it's cold you went on a cold day or maybe it's just cold a lot but i've heard by all accounts a lot of people like that one too it's gorgeous don't get me wrong i mean it's in my top five if you will there you go so so
1: let me ask you then as it uh kind of a parlay off of uh we talk about it all the time on this show where you know st louis's role in the soccer community is really a century plus old we influence soccer at all levels here in the united states st louis does um, what's it like being from St. Louis as a Cardinal writer, as a columnist, uh, going around? Uh, do, do you get that same vibe? I mean, you could, baseball's a little bit different because there are franchises like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, mm-hmm. that do have that kind of historical pedigree. Uh, but what's you know what's kind of the, uh, the shit-talking that occurs as a St. Louis and when you go around working for the Cardinals, writing about the Cardinals?
2: For better or worse, I think we have just whether it's us putting ourselves on a pedestal or, or at a high standard or just because it's who we are and we are pretty good at it, like baseball in St. Louis is at an apex in every regard we at least think so. Whether it's sports riding, we hope, whether it's the team on the field, whether it's the ballpark and the ballpark village, um, whatever it is, the fan base. The Clydesdale. The, the Brog- Clydesdale. Brog- Broadcast opening day, team. The, yeah, college. exactly. Like, like, like everything is at the top. And and that's why when when it was so unfortunate what happened to Dan McLaughlin, of course, so so what do they do they get
0: they just go out and get chip cares right I just, mean, I mean, how yeah. does that happen exactly
2: yeah, so that's a perfect example for it so as, as a writer for the St Louis post dispatch, there is an, an um expectation to to be at a high level, and that and I have to challenge myself every day i can't you know I can't uh, rest on laurels or anything like that. I have to work very hard every day, but it's super fun to accomplish things like writing columns that point fingers at the DeWitts or uh, cap, tell a story about a baseball player you haven't heard before because uh, there is a big audience and a hunger a thirst, whatever you want to call it, for Cardinals coverage. And as we're learning now, soccer coverage as well. I got a two-part question. So
0: um, I can see the pride on your face about the Cardinals and growing up here and writing it. So I'm thinking, going back to our music, um, after a three-game series in town against the Cubbies and, and we sweep, we go 3-0, Monday morning, he's got JT Blurn, right, when he gets the pen and paper out. <laughs> he's bringing – because he, he's about to bring it. And when is the column coming out um, with with Mr. Bowtie signing
2: that ace? Oh, yeah. Well, we, well I mean, that's the thing is <laughs> – Had to put you on the spot. No, I mean – and I, I wanted more offense. And anyway, he sliced it. They could have used all of it. It's looking like right now. Um, but, yeah uh, – mosaic himself would would probably say like maybe just maybe he should have spent some money on a pitcher or well, made a trade
1: well is it i mean isn't that the beauty of sports i mean we're living in a real time because going into the cardinal season mm. after the preseason they had and the roster projections that were on paper virtually everybody had us first in the division sure you know looking to go deep into the playoffs and on the flip side I think seven of the eight major publications in the country had City SC finishing dead last in the West, mm-hmm. with one having them finish maybe
2: thirteenth. I think that and might have just been a typo.
0: In some yeah, of those yeah, publications, like, I don't even oh, think that team right. there were more
2: expansion. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, no. Th- yeah, no you're, I think you're, some yeah. of the publications were like FC St. Louis oh last. God. Well, and and, and and then Vegas didn't even have odds
1: on us. Period. Wow, they wouldn't take the line. So what what's it been like here in the first? 30, 45 days of, of kind of both seasons kicking off. Mm-hmm. What, you know, how, how, how are you reacting to uh, the, the, the uptick of sure. the unexpected and the downtick of the, Oh, that's not what we were planning on.
2: I, I think I'm um, overreacting to the Cardinals and I think I'm fairly reacting to city. Um, I mean, this, the city thing, it's just so in- incredible but you know it's a long season, and we've seen them play average soccer some games. So, so we know this. I mean, we knew they weren't going to go 34-0. Um, but gosh, with the Cardinals, it's so easy uh, to overreact. It's, it's April 25th, and I'm, I wrote a column just the other day saying, like, I know it's too early in the season for me to be writing this I column you're currently yeah. reading. But the fact is this team uh, must, must do better in the playoffs. And right now they're not even playing like a team deserve, that deserves to go to the playoffs or could make it to they're the too
0: playoffs. They're too good not to write the ship. So I think um, I don't know that we need to panic just yet.
1: Well, I, 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 I hey, I don't watch, right. so I'll take your word for it.
0: I watch I, 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 I am
1: like, Cardinal Red. I, you know, I, I, I am a fair weather playoff fan. I root for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. If somebody says, who's your team, I'll say the Cardinals. But I couldn't tell you what their record is right now. It's ugly. Okay. So that's what I have you for, Jared. Yep. That and yep, the, and the, and the the music great knowledge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you're proving that out tonight. Yeah. Um, so he,
0: here's I mean, Who, who's this? The Beatles? <laughs> this <is> the Beatles? <laughs> and the only reason I knew it is because I heard him sing. And I'm gonna say he and I like this might show my ignorance. Was it McCartney? Was that the one singing, or was it? I tell you what, it was. Then let's you and I have a. <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: so have you had an opportunity, um, I'm assuming you have, been to a live game at City Park?
2: Oh, yes. The only one I missed was the, was the rain delay one.
1: Okay. Have you been with wife and little one? Have you made it a family affair yet, or has it been no. work, work only?
2: Press box. Um, I will say the press box is open air, so it's not inside a room so i'm experiencing the sounds the way that the fans are but no i've not yet you know had a beer and, and sat in the stands and had a balkan treat box treat and the whole thing one story i want to do and uh i'll talk to ben Fredrickson, my col- columnist colleague i'd love for us to spend the, the game uh in the in the saint Lul- luligan section and maybe write the story from the perspective of the drum guy or the the chant leader or or, or just a girl or, or guy or, in the stand.
0: T. T-Rav head oh my gosh
2: what? yeah 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 <laughs> so you're look, gonna have look a look headache and you're gonna
0: be tired after that
2: oh yeah I, I, I did that in um they this is kind of cool city uh two years ago had media go to Kansas City for a game just to like see what MLS is like and then write about it and I was in the drum area or next to the drum guy for like eight minutes and I was just gotta go and, and but at least it led to a fun little line because they yeah. they were doing the song shot 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 everybody <laughs> yeah, and i wrote yeah. the papers like my head hurt as if it was the morning after taking a bunch of shot 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 yeah, shot, no shot. Shit. Yeah.
1: it's like there there's no jazz rhythms going on there like mix <laughs> right. it up a little bit yeah. you know because it, it does get a little bit uh repetitive sure. to say the least um this so let me ask you this then um Having grown up in all these, uh, you know, at NBA games and baseball games and everything else, when you see and you've been experiencing this from the press box at City, uh, well, let me back up. First question
2: Was that your first experience at? Professional uh, MLS games. I've been to a couple in Colorado, but other than that, uh, my only other game was this Kansas City game. Yeah.
1: I'm assuming no trips to Europe to like. Uh, London no, or any, never. Nothing like that.
2: Not yet. I'd love to, though.
1: Okay, so so now you, you these these experiences of city have probably been pretty impressive. Is sure. my guess. Yeah. Um, talk about the difference, you know, because when Bush Stadium is is starting to ramp up, there's a certain. We all feel it. We've all been there whenever, you know, the, the, you know, we're down two, three on, you know, and all that's happening. And you can feel the RPM starting mm-hmm. to pick up. Do, do you feel that it's constant RPMs in our environment at City Park? Or, is, you know, is it similar? What, what do you think about the, the vibe of
2: yeah. the space? It's fascinating. I mean, you talk about the the folks behind that one goal, the Luligans and the other supporter groups. I mean, they're at a different level, uh, literally and figuratively, you know, voice level and, and and also energy than the rest of the stadium. Now, everyone else I believe is standing for a lot of the game, so mm-hmm. credit to everybody, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like there's there's 20,000 Luligans in there, 18,000 Luligans. Um, but yeah, the the the, the the thing that's so cool about soccer is it's just ongoing and it's funny because for all those decades people like soccer it's boring no one scores you know that was what people would say but like actually soccer is continuous uh there's no breaks except of course for halftime and uh, or somebody flopping and but and and there's there's constant opportunities there's there's cool moves all the time and it's just a it's, it's it's an investment of your own emotion and and i love it i love the experience whereas yeah you go to a cardinal game even now with the pitch clock you're sitting there for two innings like all right something well, happened
1: well and even like nba because nba if, if it's a close game you know, you get into the last three, four minutes. That could take twenty-five. Right, right. Foul,
2: timeout. Foul, free throws, timeout. And yeah. then,
1: if, and then, if it's not even close, you're still looking at twenty minutes of the last three, four minutes of the game. Yeah. You know, it's it is very different. And I think that, I that's like I've talked to so many people, and you're probably the same, Jared, that are new to the game, uh, that have been familiar with it, that are now interested because they're winning. And a few that I've talked to that have been there, they're like, I had no idea. You know, forty-five minutes straight. You know. Mm-hmm there's
2: no timeouts there's none of that uh it's really cool totally and 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 it's a new theme of this podcast is talking about how it's just like a a new experience for st louis and so everyone going to a game what percentage a big percentage is going to its first ever mls game right? right they're experiencing it for the first time
1: yeah so you know the funny thing about this our podcast and we've we've talked about it both on and off the mic a little bit here is so many of our guests have really been kind of part of that fabric uh, the foundation the history of the game here Um, you know because I asked you the question about you know uh, writing on something that's brand new you know because you don't have a lot to go backwards on from a player roster you know team history Um, do do you see moving forward um, what do you think will happen because as of today Yes, we have St. Louis players that are in the pipe. We uh, Johnny Klein from SLU was signed, uh, you know, drafted in the second round. Um, but we have younger players that are from St. Louis coming up. What do you think will happen, knowing St. Louis and knowing how we love our own, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think will happen whenever one of, uh, you know, Miggy, uh as more Miggies present sure. themselves? What do you think will happen to the, the, the public's reaction to the team and that... I know that kid. Oh,
2: that's perfect. I was going to yeah, say how that. much
0: easier would your job be writing about that particular oh, person. Yeah, I mean <laughs> and then
2: I mean it's you're giving you're writing about a topic that the readers can't read enough about. Yes. I mean, even Perez Perez hasn't played as much lately, but early on he was he was getting in those games and and, gosh, I wrote this story about him going to Pattonville. I mean, it's a unique story. I mean, he literally goes to Pattonville High School for a day or a morning, and then in the afternoon, he's shooting on Berkey. You know, he's preparing <laughs> yeah. to, to start in MLS. Or, or he come plays up on that. Saturday night, and he's got a junior class history test
0: on Monday morning.
2: Incredible, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, but, but, but to your point about, like, I know that guy or, or – that's that's the fun of once there's more local people on the team like they're part of the community and and we see it in st louis even just even the players like a wainwright or whomever who just like do things in the community even if they don't live here in the offseason like anybody that's part of the community is just beloved right and to have if they're if if perez becomes a star or your kids become stars or, or somebody through the pipeline becomes a star i mean that that player will just be so beloved because we can relate to them from we had similar childhoods, similar similar. We have, we both love Provell, we both, you know we love Nelly yeah. and uh, oh, but you just happen to be an amazing soccer player, and I'm watching you from the stands.
0: I think if we had Taylor Twellman here, be, be leading the league in goal scoring and, 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 and all star appearances in his prime oh. here. I mean, I mean, there'd are be you a statue kidding me. I mean, yeah, there would be a Michael Jordan statue outside. Yeah. Well, think of
1: all the players. I mean, we've got uh, Noonan and Brad Davis mm-hmm. and all these ex St. Sure. Louis players that, you know, m- m- made their mark in the league at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Tim Ream, Tim yeah. Ream, and Josh Sargent, right now, mm-hmm. right. Um, so, so has
2: where'd they go to high school <clears> at? <throat> I,
0: I, I think it was St. Dominic <laughs> out there in O'Fallon, God's Country. Really? I think that's. I think I'm, I'm, oh, I'm that, read, yeah, I Yeah, I did read something. That they they went to St. Dominic. Well, I, different ages. But I yeah.
1: bet the fact that they play in England, they probably knew the Beatles quicker than you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got okay. Rapid fire. Um, you, with the thir- three sporting cities that you've uh, been rode in, lived in. Sure. Rapid fire. Um, best sporting franchise you've ever covered.
2: It's St. Louis Cardinals. There you go. Yeah. All right. Best game you've ever been at. It's a tie. I was in the stands as a spectator for for the David Freeze game, but and the New Orleans Saints. Hurricane Katrina had happened. They came back that following uh, year they to play won. at the Superdome. Monday Night Football against the hated Falcons. You two did the opening uh, song before the game began and then Steve Gleason of the Saints blocks a punt. I've never heard anything louder. Was there
0: a was there a dry eye in the room? Oh, in that like game?
2: I got to I mean again, I'm I hate to be like showing off here, but it's part it's like my job. I got to interview Steve Gleason afterwards, one on one and we're talking, we're both getting teary. Holy I see. Shit. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. I thought
1: you
0: were gonna say you got to interview Bono. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> would have been cool too. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah. Best restaurant in Saint Louis. Oh Golly,
1: that's tough. Uh, well, I, well let, me, let me make that two-part. Uh, one, date night, and mm-hmm. two would be family.
2: We, we go to almonds a lot in Clayton. I, I love almonds, and uh, they have this peppercorn beef filet oh. that just makes my mouth water, and they have pan-fried chicken. Sometimes I'll get both. And that's oh. why, and that's why I'm out of shape. Pull the sides. Yeah.
1: I'll take that chicken thigh over there fried, please. And then,
2: and I know I'm forgetting someplace, but family-wise, we go to Sportsman's Park a lot. I mean, it's yeah. just fun. It's like, it's like being in your, in your basement except with 100 other St. Louisans. The stuff on the wall and uh, the food's great. The, 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 the pub cheddar on the burger is, oh. is sublime.
1: So uh, I'm going to keep this going. Uh, best baseball player to interview. Most fun.
2: Most fun. It's Wayne Wright, and I know that might be a simple answer, but he—he's the kind of guy he gets that, it. He gets it. You'd want to have a beer with him if you could. Um, he's funny. He's intelligent. He will—he will explain things. He doesn't dance around the truth, uh, and he's a great singer.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's did, a great we did singer. singer yeah. We did—we did that. We actually played. We had Bill McDermott on. Have you—have you, have you uh, met Bill, Mr. Soccer? Of yeah, course, absolutely. Yeah. He's like we played Adam's uh, uh, <laughs> national anthem. I, I gotta give him credit because as as it was occurring I, I said to these guys i said i guarantee that he's 20x 30x more nervous singing that song than any world series pitch
2: he's ever thought. that's what he said even the playoffs i could, i mean it's a different kind of nerves i suppose oh, yeah. uh but yeah he he said that made him the most nervous biggest dickhead you ever covered in sports Okay. Well, J.R. Smith, and he would probably admit that he was. Did he have a shirt on or off? Right. Yeah. He he was <laughs> when he I and mean, I covered him when he was literally eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah. And and he was he was kind of a a, a jerk. I'm saying this. I'm sure he would probably say the same right. thing. Back to me, uh, we clashed a lot. He and I, but. He is one of the best shooters uh, in game when he got into those zones. Oh, my gosh. you could I think he's game.
0: also arguably on the teams that he's been on. And granted, he's had some hammers, some Mount Rushmore guys on his team. Sure. He is maybe a top role player of all time. Yeah. And he's a champion. Yep. He's, he's a champion. About that? You more than Rodman? Mm, no, probably not him. No, he's not. A, yeah. Rodman's
2: better. Robin started, though. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if he. Yeah, true. Yeah. So All right,
0: let, let's, let's shift
1: in because we touched on this at the, at the, early in our chat. Um, I'm really curious as to how you're going to blend Shakespeare and The Beautiful Game. <laughs> so tell us, for, for, yeah. for the listeners, let's just set the table first, kind sure. of talk about the project a little bit, and then give us an idea of the path that, yeah. that you're going down with this project.
2: The Shakespeare uh, Festival here in St. Louis asked me to write a Shakespeare-based play about soccer. Every year they do a a play called Shakespeare in the Streets, and they literally rent out a street and uh, rent out. I don't know if that's the right verb, but they they get the street. They they get a permit. Yeah, permit. (laughs) And they do it in a community, the Bevo Mill community, the Ville community, what have you. Well, this year the, if you will, community they chose is the soccer community. So I have spent the past few months, along with director Adam Flores, interviewing, you mentioned Bill McDermott, dozens of St. Louis soccer people. Um, from celebrities to, to no names everyone's got a story everyone's got a uh, passion for why they love the beautiful game uh, and why it's such an important thing to St. Louis and St. Louisans. and I am now writing this script and it will literally be acted by actual actors and actresses it's hard for me to believe and I'm writing it in real time when I after I put my daughter to bed I'm going to be writing uh, a game a game scene in the play and uh, I'm just fired up and and the days are September 14th, September 15th, and September 16th, eight, uh, right on Olive and 22nd outside the stadium. So and it's free.
1: So, so let me ask you this. There you go. It, through, yeah. through your history, uh, through your homework, have you determined what role, what evil, sinister <laughs> role kudus Soccer Club will play in your...
2: <laughs> I don't know if I'm going that in in
0: depth.
1: I mean, in depth is that what you said?
2: In depth, too yeah. There oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you go.
0: A. partying is such sweet <laughs> sorrow. But
2: I am. But there are a lot of. Uh, I guess it would be called. What would it be name drops? Uh, sure. Of, 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 I'm, I'm writing it now. <clears throat> I'm doing a fictitious game in 1975 between uh, people from North St. Louis and people from South St. Louis.
1: So, so let me ask you this: Is which it,
2: probably
0: ain't real fictitious. Right,
2: no <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't go cross a river either That gets even worse right. uh, is it, So is it more Romeo and Juliet or Hamlet?
2: It is. Well, we're literally, to answer your question, it's it's uh, Henry IV and Henry V ah. are the plays we're using. And there's a character, Prince Hal. And uh, the idea is that this character is from St. Louis, and he he becomes the soccer king. But he has to battle, and this is a great name, Hotspur. Um, Hotspur, <laughs> great soccer name. There you go. Um, and and his best friend is named Falstaff, so we can do something with the, with the beverage. And, I love that. And we're just having fun showing the... Uh, I say we, me and Adam Flores, the director, um, this journey, uh, that Hal takes throughout, uh, St. Louis soccer history.
1: So, so this, so this, glo- this global, uh, engagement, you know, uh, it, it just got me thinking hearing you talk about the, the play and these, these plays and, you know, because obviously Shakespeare and his works are, are global. He's love good. Of it, right. He's not bad. Right. Um, I want to get back to the City team because I just thought of something. And I'm wondering how you guys are, if you've looked at it or if you've thought about it or if you are have a plan for it. But that is, uh, you, you know, with, with the Cardinals, baseball players for the most part are going to be domestic, Puerto Rican. We've got a few communities in which uh, baseball teams have always been kind of connected to Mm -hmm. so their fan bases you know whenever somebody comes from san juan or whatever when you guys write you know that there are readers Mm -hmm. and listeners in those marketplaces but now you have an mls team that is literally a global hodgepodge yeah south african and and central european and otherwise swedish yeah have you have you have you like really Uh, looked into or evaluated uh, the pros and cons, the benefits of these players coming from markets that you guys have never touched because there's there's not a lot of third basemen coming from
2: Iceland. (laughs) Right. And that's the cool thing is that we can educate and we can tell stories about these people, their upbringings. And in St. Louis, of course, uh, Selma and Pedro, the first player they signed, Bosnian. I mean, it's so so important yeah. to St. Louis uh, to have a Bosnian player on the team. And when I say St. Louis, whether it's me or my buddy, me who's not Bosnian, or my buddy Dennis who is. I mean, either way, it's like it's it's a St. Louis thing now. And that's the cool thing about this play is I'll be able to capture um, the international flavor that is St. Louis soccer.
1: So, so my, my so that's that answers the first part of my my second part is. From actual coverage of the team and your guys, because social media is so important, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter in particular, you've got a you know a really healthy Twitter account, Instagram, and everything is becoming more and more relevant. Do you look at you know having a team that is truly a global uh, uh, melting pot of players? Is that a unique opportunity for you to kind of spread your own brand and the city's brand? Oh, sure. And you know it, you know what's what's the game plan there as we continue to rotate. Over the next two, three, five, ten years. Yeah.
2: Players from all over the world. And that's what's fun about about it. I mean, you look at Klaus, I mean, he's he's never gonna be Neymar but if he if he continues to grow as a player and and do well for St Louis I mean he's going to become more known internationally and notably in Brazil and suddenly I'm the guy writing about one of you know Brazil's favorite m l s players without question yeah so and you, and you look at that with guys from different countries, of course it's, it's such a cool opportunity to be able to connect the sports fan in Sweden uh, with their favorite dude who's on a team in mid mid america
1: yeah that's awesome so then um my question to you um, in regards to the team's support, clearly you support City. Have you chosen, and this is a very important question. Sure. And there's only one answer that is correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you chosen your EPL
0: team yet?
2: Um, no, because Wrexham hasn't made it yet.
0: <laughs> I haven't chosen mine either. And I've been playing the sport for yeah, you 33 haven't. years.
2: But you don't have a club.
0: No, I don't know. What Not about really yourself? Chelsea. Yeah.
2: There, that's the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. Guys. I don't
0: care. And
1: so I'll let you sleep on it, and tomorrow you can text me your revised answer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll fold that in. Uh, speaking of Wrexham, and, and then we'll get you out of here because we know you've got uh, family duties as well here in a little bit. Um, what, do you th- what do you think about that? the whole phenomenon? Uh, and, and really, I see that a lot of it began with Ted Lasso. Of course, yeah. And f- running into because I I, I legitimately believe that Rob and Ryan never take on the Wrexham experiment if it weren't for the effects of Ted Lasso from a Hollywood standpoint.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I, I agree. I agree. They were touched by it, right? And um, Ted Lasso has been so important in so many ways, uh, promoting the sport of soccer. Again, to people like my dad, who, who probably don't know much about soccer, but he knows more players on uh, um, Richmond's team than he does on any other soccer team, you know? And uh, yeah, so it, it that, that show has been so powerful, and then it's just been fun to watch these two guys uh, make this – what was it, third level team now they're second level. Well
1: they were they were fifth. Now they're up. They 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 won. They clinched. Mm-hmm. So now they're gonna go up. Um, and actually this morning um, I I bought tickets to Wrexham versus
0: Chelsea in North Chap- Carolina Chapel Hill. That'll be great. Oh and random and cool yeah yeah that's yeah, gonna in be July fun. yeah I'll tell you my wife other than Drew Bertrand um, which is an amateur player that's her favorite soccer player her second favorite all time soccer player is Jamie Tart, <laughs> <laughs> it, without question. Well, and, he's got the best song. <laughs> I'll
2: tell you. So funny you mentioned that the first season of Ted Lasso was before I had the kid. I was like, oh, that's a clever chant they have for him. Then, then the second season, I'm like, oh wait, the Jamie Tart song is the Baby Shark song because then I started <laughs> listening exactly, to Baby yeah, Shark. Yeah. That's
1: exactly what it is. So that so then he, so let me ask you this then, Um, with the writing and with the play and with baseball and now you have soccer and now you have a, a how, how old is your daughter by the she's way she's two and a half two and a half all these things going on yeah what do you what do you do to just have you time or do you have oh you wow time? that's a great
2: question these questions you guys are great um we're pros we have no list <laughs> i mean you have a hat
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we yes that, yep. that will be taken down yep. someday
2: you know, on, on Sunday mornings I still get the New York Times. I'm not trying to sound smart by reading the New York Times, but they do they have these fascinating articles in the Sunday paper and I, I, I like to at least read a couple a week um, with the actual newsprint. So if I if I could sneak away, I'll go to a coffee shop and, and, and I
0: like the smell of a newspaper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's that's classic a, that's a
0: lost. Like I mean, I, I it's just I mean, get rid of my phone, I'll take the newspaper. Mm. I uh, like it. I do it? I do read it. Jared that's why we love you, man. I um, I can read. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, Ben. Um, thank you very, very much for coming. Oh yeah. I um, I'm excited um, to to read and and be aware of all of your coverage, of all of our teams. Me too, yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. And, and, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck.
2: I appreciate it. It's been fun being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, dude, really appreciate it. Best of luck with the upcoming season. Uh, let, let's stay in touch. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have more people on that I think would be a great asset to you as well, moving forward. Yeah. And we we'd love shout-outs. You know, we, we are, we're, we're not ashamed to admit that.
2: Yeah, well, let's got I a mean, photo, and we'll, we'll, I'll tweet it out yeah, and yeah, put think. it on the aforementioned MySpace page. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yep, MySpace. <laughs> I love MySpace. So. I got a lot in. I, I can't remember my password. <laughs> here we go.
1: Let's let's see. Roll us out here. Let's see if you guys can figure this one out. Is maze, is Got it. I don't know you know I've what heard it. From? I just don't know what it is. It's from a movie. It's a it's a cover. It's a baseball movie. Oh my god. Brad Pitt. Moneyball. 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 Okay. I play, it's it's yes. his daughter playing to him. Right, I thought it was Jamie Tart's girlfriend. <laughs> No, sounds like her. No, no, it doesn't sound like. Definitely doesn't look like her either. <laughs> yeah, we got a little of the show. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, tell your wife thank you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the immoral support. Totally. And uh, we'll have we'll send a link out. We'll have everybody give you a follow on Twitter, etc., cool. so they can keep up with the writing. Uh, Jared, thank you as always for paying the bar tab. Yep. Uh, down here, well spent, where yeah. everything's cold, yellow, and beautiful. Um, and give us a follow Share it to a friend and Or just give us one of the, I want one star reviews At least one I know, don't think it's possible <laughs> It's not It's right now it's like I mean, We're straight 5 5.0, Jared what do, you, what do you think? Well, wait till people
2: listen to the Ben Hochman episode yep. <laughs> Yeah, we might 4.8 <laughs> I
0: mean, can it's you coming. get hired
1: 5? <laughs> 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 Alright, we're out You guys have a good night Thanks
0: Nobody knows They got a ticket to the show